Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another riveting episode of Studio 603. Uh, We are your hosts, Matt and... Sam. This week, we are... Well, the title is more provocative. This mm-hmm. week's title, Sam, Sam came up. Sam came up with it. What, what's our What's our topic, Sam? <clears throat> Ships passing in the night. Mm. So, in this episode, we are going to be talking about unexpected encounters with strangers that. Uh, yeah, that have left a memorable impression in our lives. So I think we're going to tell some stories. Sam's got a few stories from the Far East. I have some from Europe and from oceans. So uh, I think since you coined the topic, you get to set the stage and share the first story. So I'm going to lead off, okay? Um, Memorable, most memorable. You can categorize them any way you want. But most memorable for me was, I think it was 2000 and, man, 2012, round on about. Anyway, Egypt was still going through its troubles with the Arab Spring uprising, and there was some, like, issues going on there. So flights there were particularly cheap. So I booked a really cheap flight to uh, South Africa on Egypt Air, but it made a stop over in Cairo. So I jump on a flight, it's predominantly empty from England, jump on a flight towards Cairo, it's empty. (laughs) There's like three people. No exaggeration, there's like three people on this flight. And like one of the planes. It's empty because of the Arab Rising. Well, actually, Egypt Air was having a problem because I think like one of their pilots crashed into the ground. Oh, wow. So it's kind of had like a bad rep. I didn't know that. But it was like amazing flight, super nice. <laughs> like lovely people, lovely stewardesses, stewards, great. Love it. Just great time. So arrive in Egypt. And, like, I'm kind of new to the game of traveling and stuff. And little do I know there was, like, some problems here and stuff. So, like, I leave the airport and some guy, like, directs me to a bus. And I'm just like, I'm used to the West. Must be fine. Jumped (laughs) on this bus. And there's, like, dudes wandering around with, like, M16s. Just, like, kitted up straight from their flights. (laughs) And, like, all types of, like, army gear. And I'm like, well... This is cute. Um, so I'll go to this hotel, um, and I'm on the way I meet this dude from France, and he was a refugee from, I think he was a refugee from the Ivory Coast. And uh, like we had no, no purpose speaking to each other or being around each other, but just this instance of the unknown and the fact we were on a cheap flight together, trying to save money, and then being stuck in Cairo um, brought us together. So me and this dude are, like, chilling, 
and he's like, do you want to come and hang out with me? Walk around Cairo? And I'm like, all right, I'll do that. Like, I didn't really think about much of, to do with it. So me and this dude are just walking around Cairo and they're going through all their troubles. And have you ever, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Body of Lies with Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. He's like some CIA agent <clears throat> in like Jordan or Lebanon or something. And I just feel like that. Like all these people are like staring at us because the guy I was with was African. And I'm like generic white European, blonde hair, blue eyes type thing going on. We had no purpose being with each other and we had no purpose being in this country <laughs> through all these issues. And this guy just took me to this restaurant, this fine restaurant, and bought me dinner. And we had a lovely chat. We, we got lost on our way back. Um, and we stopped over at like some bar or something. And like we were drinking together. Like, we almost missed the flight out of the country <laughs> and to, like, South Africa. And I don't know. That will always stick with me. Me and that guy. Do you, do you remember what you talked about? Spoke about France. We spoke about old English. He told me about his upbringing, hmm. how uh, he came to escape I- the Ivory Coast. Uh, there's a lot of, like, violence and stuff happening, I think, when he was a kid. He was a young man, too. But... Yeah, we just spoke about life, man. Are you are you Facebook friends now? We're Skype friends. Oh, so you you you've stayed in you've stayed in touch. Yeah, loosely. Um, I should probably send him a message at some point. I I do think about him a lot actually. Um, hmm. It's like one of the few people I think oh, I wish I'd carry on a relationship with him. Hmm. But we were we were lost. We ran across this highway <laughs> in Egypt in Cairo. It was like six lane highway. And we were just bombing it, trying to get back to the hotel to get on this bus to get out of the country and stuff. So, mm. um, that it, might have butchered that story. It may not be very, like... No, it's good. It's really good. And I think it's especially good because that was the day before you and I met. It was. So the day before <laughs> me and Matt met, I was running around Cairo with guys running around with guns. People mm. think I'm probably in the CIA because they're all staring at me in this restaurant. With some random dude from the Ivory Coast. Yeah, I think that, that's a really good uh, kickstart to this episode. Um, I, I well, uh, I I have two I have two stories, and I think they complement each other. Um, one story uh, to keep in with the theme of ships. I was on my sister's cruise ship. Uh, which was an Alaskan line, mostly full of retirees going through uh, the coastline of Alaska. Very gorgeous. And um, there was, I met this amazing person on the cruise ship in the Northern Lights Lounge, Mm. which was the dance club, the very vacant dance club of this cruise ship. Uh, the DJ's name was DJ Humpback. Mm. Um, <laughs> That's a good DJ. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, and I and I've stayed very close with um, with Katie for for years since then. You, but you, you knew that story. You knew. Yeah, I knew the story, yeah. but I don't think many people. Yeah, do. I mean, so I, I think you know, I met this uh, amazing gal on a cruise ship. She remains 
very near and dear to my heart. Um, and I think that's one end of the spectrum of meeting a stranger and then they have be- they become very close to you. I think the other end is kind of like what you shared. And I was hiking along the El Camino back in May. Which, yeah, May. Yeah, which was... Uh, there's lots of starting points to the Camino. The traditional route starts in France. Uh, I had a really cheap plane ticket to Portugal. That's why I went and was hiking north along the the coast. It was very beautiful. Um, and I met this, I ran into this other American on the Camino on a rainy day when I was lost for directions. And typically I just had my head down and I was hiking to where I needed to go. Not many people spoke English in the Portuguese or Spanish part of the trail that I was walking on. Anyways, I started chatting with this guy and, um, he pointed me in the right direction and we parted ways. Once we got to the city, he had a hotel reservation. I was going to stay in a a hostel and he was going to train North uh, quite some ways because he felt like he was behind. Anyways, um, two days later, I was sitting on an old city bridge in, I can't remember what the name of the town was, just watching the locals pass by, um, mothers getting their kids from school, old men in cardigans, and I was waiting for this restaurant to open up at like 9.30. They don't start <laughs> serving dinner until stupid late. This was in Spain. Um, and uh, sure enough, this American guy I had met a couple days ago, uh, I had hiked the distance that he had trained, <laughs> and um, he, he was walking across the bridge. And I was like, hey, man, how's it going? And he was really shocked to see me. And we sort of made casual chat, and I said, "Well, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for this restaurant to open. Uh, that's just around the block. You're you're welcome to join me." And it's like it's, he didn't have anything better to do. Um, and he's like, "Oh, well, um, yeah, okay, that'd be great." Uh, this is like guys like 40s uh, from Washington D.C. We ended up going to this restaurant. Um, there were there were no menus. The uh, owner, who was the bartender, who was our waiter, who was the cook, <laughs> uh, came out and just told us the menu in Spanish. And luckily, this guy who I was with spoke Spanish so he could interpret. We had this wonderful dinner, me and... I can't even remember this guy's name. This fellow. We split a bottle of wine. We split a, cu- we split a couple rounds of beers. We both ate to our heart's content this like homemade backcountry Spanish cuisine. And uh, we parted ways after I, I picked up the bill um, after the bartender owner cook told us that it was going to be like 16 euro. I was like, oh, man, let, like, let, like, let, me, let me take this. Like, this is not a big issue at all. This is this is great. And we parted, we parted ways that night. And uh, in this new age of technology, I didn't get his full name to like look him up on Facebook uh, I just assumed I'd run into him along the way to Santiago, and we we never crossed paths. I was in uh, Santiago for a day and a half, and I waited 
at the finish line church where the, where all of the paths converge for the El Camino looking for this guy and he wasn't there. Um, and I, I still think about him. That's kind of sad. <laughs> I know, but you know, it's that like ships passing in the night. Like yeah. s- sometimes you meet a stranger and you connect and they, you know, they go on their way. They go on their Camino. That's what Camino means is way. And you just don't, ever see them again I remember one of my biggest regrets as I was a little kid I was maybe like three years old it was a traumatic experience three or four years old I'm on the beach I get I'm like running up and down the beach like a little excited kid and I maybe only went maybe less than 25 meters away from my parents but I'm like looking around for them I'm like screaming my head off like looking for my parents everywhere and this woman walks up to me and her husband and she's like oh are you lost and i'm like yeah and she's like take my hand we're gonna walk up this <laughs> oh, beach together little sammy and we're gonna find your parents um so like we're walking up and i, I remember it vividly i'm holding her hand she's holding my left hand and i'm looking at her and she's got like polka dot um bikini on and she has these like bright pink toenails um, but me being a kid and being like super shy, I didn't have the confidence to look at her in the face. So all I remember is mm. just this arm, this kind of like bikini and wow. some leg. And I remember her voice and she, we found my parents and she's like, oh, like there's your parents. And my parents were very thankful to her, but I never had the guts to, to like look at her face and I, I'm so annoyed with myself because I remember it vividly, but unfortunately, I just I wish I knew her, knew her face. Can, can you still hear her voice? Yeah, I know it. Like it was vivid. Like I was traumatized. Wow. Like I was done. Yeah, I miss it. I like I missed that opportunity to like remember her face. So I kind of regret it. That is so poetic. That has such like a beautiful and like tragic ending to it. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Yeah, I think about that lady a lot for some reason. Yeah, and just the the people that we think about, the complete strangers sometimes that you know come into our mind over and over again, like the tide. Uh, they have no idea, and you you could be that dude in somebody's mind multiple complete strangers who were like there was three other guys on that plane and that one kid with his dr dre beats headphones <laughs> was just like he kept me going you know i'm like palpatine <laughs> you just hear me in your head going do it <laughs> do it <laughs> Oh, that was, that we, we were on such like a good, serious, like we finally arrived to something meaningful <laughs> after four episodes of like garbage uh, and you just ruined it. With a meme. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think I have so many stories of strangers touching my lives, but I, I really want to end with three-year-old Sammy on the beach holding the hands of mm. faceless woman. Like, that's... Wow. I'm so... You've never told me that story before. <laughs> it's not a very interesting story, only in this context. It's got some relevance to it. 
But mm-hmm. I mean, I think like humans are like super, like uh, they're like their little knickknacks, right? They're like very sentimental. So like these like people, you just want to collect them throughout mm. your life, you know. So you just want to put them on a shelf. This is this reminds me of this time in my life. This reminds me of that time in my life. So I think that's why we have this like such like a draw to these like ships. I was just saying ships Ooh. passing in the night, you know. And just to think about, just to think about, uh, like I have a lot of Facebook friends and people who I've connected with in this uh, era of online connection ease. And I maybe haven't spoken to them for years, like years. And uh, I I think it's so ironic that the people that we don't fully catch, the people who kind of eclipse our lives, like a ship passing in the night, um, those people... Oh, there's oh, there's a little preview. Um, I guess it's yeah. I'm not carrying on with that. Um, it's these people who eclipse. You guys know the freestyles coming, right? <laughs> uh, the people who you know come into our life in um, really meaningful ways that they just don't know that we hold on to in, the, in this like special cave of our brain, this special like memory cave that. It's just like we hold so near to our, our chest. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's something to that. And I really want to talk more about this with the five people who are listening to this podcast. Me and you are two of them. <laughs> Lauren's a third. <laughs> and uh, I think with that... Uh, <laughs> All right. Three, two, two one. one. Yo. Uh, I'm sipping that syrup in soda I come up with bars You think I'm a philosophical man Like Homer But I'm actually mm. Mr. Simpson mm. I like eating donuts And I eat them With a double 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 shot espresso In my cup Make it a latte Venti size I always upscale Call me a Big Mac I'll be a burger Two buns and a lettuce And some ketchup on it I'm a catamaran On the ocean Watch me sail out And find some potions Some love potions From complete strangers I have no fear Of what's about to come Out of Sammy's mouth Here it is Ships passing in the ocean I'm a man that's about to give you a potion Of my rhymes They are sublime Make you fall in love one more time Mm. You think I'm coming up with written rhymes I can spit bars day and night Mm. If you think I'm gonna Mm. sink You better think Mm. twice Mm. And tune in next week to Studio 603 Out Peace out Sammy and me. Better get a summit.